Pastor Katie. Part two of our gospel reading this morning, uh, continuing on in uh, the road to Emmaus story from Luke's gospel, chapter 24, and I'll be reading verses 28 through 35. As they came near the village to which they were going, he walked ahead as if he was going on. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, because it is almost evening, and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, he blessed it, he broke it, and he gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him. And he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? That same hour they got up and they returned to Jerusalem and they found the eleven and their companions gathered together. They were saying, the Lord has risen indeed and he has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me, please? Risen Lord, open our minds, open our hearts. ears, open our eyes, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Seven miles, seven miles they journeyed. With him. And yet they did not know. Not until he broke the bread. Wait. Is that you, Lord? Indeed. It is you, Lord. It's still Easter. Literally, this encounter on the road to Emmaus happens on that first Easter day, the original Easter day. It's still Easter. That day. But these followers of Jesus, they have not been to the empty tomb. According to Luke, they have only received second-hand accounts of the absence of the body in the tomb. Some of the women in their group had gone to the tomb to treat Jesus' body with some spices. 
and they get there and the stone had been rolled away. And there are messengers there, dazzling white messengers. And they ask them, say, why, why do you look for the living among the dead? And so terrified and amazed, the women of the group, Mary and Mary and them, they, they, they flee from the tomb. They flee and they go back to where all the others are and they tell them, they tell them, we went and the stone was rolled away and there was no body there and there were these dazzling white messengers who asked us why we look for the living among the dead. And the apostles hear and they say, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, we, we're not buying it. We don't believe it. Their actual words are, this is an idle tale. That is the apostles' response to the women's report in Luke's gospel of an empty tomb. This is an idle tale. And there is little doubt that these two, these two travelers to Emmaus, were among those sitting there hearing that report who said, this is an idle tale. There's no doubt. These two are among them. Why else would they have left? Why go to Emmaus? On Easter. Why go now? Was Emmaus their home? Did they have important business there? How important could the business be? Seven miles. Seven miles to Emmaus. But why now? The great late theologian and preacher Frederick Buckner interpreted Emmaus as a place of escape. Buckner called Emmaus a place of escape. This Jesus who these two have followed, this Jesus who they believed to be the redeemer of Israel, this Jesus who they waited around for three whole days for him to show back up and move heaven and earth with the bang, he died. And the only hopeful report that they get sounds like an idle tale. The only hopeful report they get, they're, they're skeptical of. So off they go. They escape to Emmaus. They abandon all the hope they had in Jerusalem. They travel seven miles to Emmaus to seek refuge in something familiar. Everything had been unfamiliar, uncertain, and unstable. Their hope died with Jesus. 
although they hear that the, the tomb is empty, so too are their spirits. Empty. They escape to Emmaus. What is your Emmaus? Where do you go to escape? Where do you go to throw up your hands and say, all hope is lost? Where do you go when you have those realizations that even the brightest and the best die? Where do you go when you are overwhelmed with the reality that even those who do not deserve to suffer, suffer? Where do you go? What's your escape? Emmaus can be many things. Emmaus can be many places. It can be the bar. It can be the shopping center. It can be the mind-numbing streams of the internet and apps. Amazon.com. Heck, it, it might even be the church. Emmaus is a place where we try to escape from the pain of life. Buckner actually took things a step further when he said, Emmaus is whatever we do or wherever we go to tell ourselves that life holds nothing sacred. Emmaus is where we turn when the things that we had hoped for do not turn out as we want it. Emmaus is where we turn when the things that we'd hoped would materialize fail to materialize. I mean, we waited three days. We had this hope that he was going to be our redemption. This is not the report that we had hoped for. We really thought this was going to be it. But he died. Where is he? Where is he? He's on the road to Emmaus. With you, however far, however long, however, wherever, whatever, he is there on the road to Emmaus, to your Emmaus places, the places where you tried to hide from the pain of life. 
the reality of death. That's where he is. There. With you. The risen Lord travels with us as we journey to our places and our other means of escape. The risen Lord meets us on the road in our everyday experiences, in our pain, in our despair, in our places of retreat when it feels as if life is just too much to bear. The risen Lord goes to our Emmauses with us, but once revealed to us, he will not permit us to stay there. You catch that part of the story? Once he is revealed to them, he does not permit them to stay there. They have to go back to Jerusalem. They cannot stay in their place of escape. They've got to go back to the place of hope. And so when we encounter the risen Lord on our Emmaus roads, he frees us to go to go back to our places of hope and life. This, friends, is the heart of the gospel. It's still Easter. But be warned. If the two guys who tried to escape their pain way back when have anything to tell us, it's yes. He walks the road with us. Yes, he's with us. Actually with us. With our lost hope, with our pain. He is with us. But be prepared. He's not going to appear to you in the way that you expect or hope. You may not see him at first. But he's there. Is that you, Lord? Yeah, indeed it is you. It's really you. Indeed, it is still Easter. Today. Let's pray. Almighty God, continue to reveal yourself to us in our places of hope, in our places of pain, in our places of retreat, in our places of comfort, wherever, whenever, whatever. Continue to reveal yourself to us. Constantly remind us through the things that we see, hear, touch and taste, continue to remind us in tangible ways that indeed it is still Easter.
today. This we pray in the name of the risen one. And all God's people say, amen.